Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. All right, here we go with another episode of Pastors Unplugged. This is primarily for pastors and those in leadership. However, anyone can listen in on this discussion and gain some uh, information and, and wisdom on what the Bible says. But last time... I was in the studio. I talked about does divorce disqualify a person from pastoring? And so you might want to scroll up or back or over or search and find that one if you have thoughts on that. And then another question that has came in over the years is this question. Is reinstatement possible after a moral failure? Is reinstatement to the pastorate possible after a moral failure? failure. I'm assuming they're asking uh, sexual immorality. And so, as always, there are no clear-cut answers to this. You don't turn to uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 and get the answer, but we can apply wisdom. We can apply uh, what the Bible says about qualifications of leadership. And as many of you know, that qualification for an elder is to be a husband of one woman, uh, we don't also believe or teach in the concept of women pastors usurping the authority over the man. Granted, women can be given incredible places of leadership in the church, but it's that position over the man uh, that we don't see in the Bible. And I'll hopefully talk about that at some point as well. But is it reinstatement possible after moral, moral failure? Well, the elders are qualified, according to First Timothy Titus on one woman man, uh, ruling their house well and different things. So as with most things, we can't put a yes or no uh, answer right at the end of this question because it depends on the situation. For example, if somebody's in their 20s, they're a young pastor and they had a moral failure and they really messed up their marriage. Um, again, you've got, was it a one night stand? <laughs> was it uh was there manipulation and drawing a, a, a person into it? Was it uh, kind of innocent at first and then the enemy gets in and that's why we don't recommend counseling those of the opposite sex, especially after one session or getting close to those who might be able to um, draw you away. And so, but let's say that that, that was breached and um, a moral failure happened. And then was it consistent, you know, over months and months and months, and now you've got a year here, and now maybe there's a child with this other person. I mean, there's just so much to unpack. Uh, so to me, it depends a lot on the situation. But we also have to remember, God reinstates people. Uh, people don't reinstate people. For example, I can say, or a church body, governing body can say, okay, this person is reinstated. But what does God say? Maybe God doesn't believe that person should be reinstated yet or ever. And so we just have to remember that we have to seek God's will. And it's so hard to find that balance between 
God's mercy and grace. And we have to be careful because we don't want to turn our nose up at other people. And well, look at your past, look at what you're labeled and look at what happened. And God, God can't use you anymore, man. You blew it. And too bad. You know, that's not the heart of God, but also there's a lot of danger in reinstating somebody too quickly. And uh, we see the pitfalls of that all the time. We see pastors who have fallen morally. And when there's an accountability group put up for, put, put together for them, they back out of it and they say, I don't want to go this route. And that's not good. And so, um, you know, here's some situations I've seen, let's say somebody in their twenties, a young pastor, and they did have a moral failing and, uh, they had to resign. They had, there's, I mean, that's a no brainer right there. And there's a re- resignation that takes place and, uh, years go by, maybe they sell insurance, they sell cars, um, there's probably really not a spot right now in ministry because it's a season to get healing in your marriage and in your own personal walk. And so years go by, let's say they were 24 and uh, now they're 29, five years has gone by, maybe 30 and, uh, they're walking with the Lord. They're studying, they're full of God's spirit. The marriage is strong. And let's say a call comes to be a pastor. Now you have to open uh, up about your, you have to be transparent, let, let people know about your past. And so there's really no clear cut answers on that. Uh, I would say a significant amount of time has to pass. Uh, now there are some in Christian leadership who say a moral disqual, a moral failure disqualifies you from pastoral leadership, uh, from here on out. And you know, that that's their position. And in many cases, that is absolutely true. I can think of some big names that I don't want to mention on this podcast necessarily, but we all know, you know, over the years, whether it's the Calvary Chapel movement or the Reformed movement or non-denominational or Baptist, there's some high profile names that have fallen and I don't see them regaining that position again. Uh, now there have been some, I know of some people who fell morally in the 1980s, I believe it was, and you know, they're back on TV, you know, did God open that door? Um, I, again, I don't know their story. I don't know because see if deep repentance takes place and God breaks them and years go by and God begins to open a door again, you know, I don't want to rule that out. Uh, so my heart is to look at the situation, to take it to prayer, to take it to fasting, um, a lot of time has to go by and you look at, you know, if these people are not open for accountability, for example, somebody falls in hyper charismatic movement and Baptist movement in non-denominational, you name it. And there's a accountability group set up for them, especially the high profile people that have fallen that were very public. You know, I know of uh, one, two, three situations where they did not, um, want to be under their uh, any accountability. Now they might've said it initially, but when the rubber meets the road, they withdraw from the accountability and they say, you know what? You guys are against me. It's been six months or it's been a year. I'm God's man. I'm, I'm going to start my ministry again. And it's just not good. And it's just not healthy. It doesn't work out well for them. And they're not, they're in a spot of rebellion. So you have to look at the heart, a, a tender heart is like, Lord, however you want to use me. And when you submit underneath a governing body or a, an accountability group and you submit to their leadership, you submit to their leadership. So they say, Hey, you know, it's going to be a couple of years before we even 
talk about this. And you submit to that. You have to realize that when God calls you, if God reinstates you, no man can stop you. So stop worrying about what men think and start getting underneath that umbrella of submission and accountability. And then maybe a couple of years into it, three years into it, four years into it, uh, this group says, you know what? This has been going great. We see a huge change in their heart and uh, their marriage. And boy, we could really see how God can now use them, maybe not as a senior lead pastor, but as a um, a director over recovery groups or back into ministry. And so that's why uh, we, we, it's hard to answer this question with just a quick yes or no, because there's so many different dynamics take place, takes place. For example, is the spouse on board? Okay. This person is ready to be reinstated again, not necessarily as a pastor, senior pastor, lead pastor, but as in ministry, but the spouse is not sure that's a good idea right now. Well, you probably have to err on that side. And so you have all these dynamics that have to work together in order for reinstatement to occur. The governing body who might be hiring this person, uh, the accountability group that has been overseeing the restoration process, uh, the health of the marriage, the spouse. Uh, For me, how much time has gone by is huge because a significant amount of time has to go by. That's a no-brainer. And I don't want to say how long, you know, but... um, for for example, in my case, my mentioned earlier, in my case mentioned earlier of the younger pastor, you know, moral failure to me, a good solid number would be a good, you know, a good five years uh, to relook it and see what God is doing. doesn't mean God can't use them in some form of ministry in four years or three and a half, but uh, you know, there's some time has to go by. And in some cases, some of these big names that fell, you know, I don't ever see them back in that limelight, in that spotlight, they lost it and that's not coming back. Now, can they still be used of God? Absolutely. Uh, But it's going to be probably in some other area of service. So um, that kind of answers that question. But then another question comes in that is kind of underneath the same heading is what if um, the person fell in other areas? Uh, Well, a moral failure, sexual morality, but let's say uh, there's, you know, with the qualifications of an elder, let's say they, um, they're not ruling their house well. Uh, and that's a tough one. And I, I probably should do, I should probably actually break these down individually because for example, often the, the example of Eli was given the priest, Eli, who didn't rule his sons well, and God removed his service as a priest. And, but you have to remember a couple of things. There's not much a father can do if, the son or daughter is rebelling and they're 18, they're 19 or 20, they're out on their own. I mean, you've done all you can do. You've trained them in the fear of the Lord. And you, you know, I don't think a person can be held responsible for that. What is happening in Eli's case is he's letting them continue to serve as priests. Oh, not good. So, so for example, if you have a child in ministry and you want to be careful because you want to, you want to uh, damage the person in the process, you want to restore and you want to rebuke, but you want to be very careful and sensitive. But if you've got somebody in ministry, uh, a child of yours, and they're, they're not, uh, leading a life they need to be leading. And it's evident to people just like in Eli's case, instead of just kind of ignoring it, you know, you might have to step in and remove them from church service. And it's a very, very hard decision. Um, and, but that would need to take place. And, but if a pastor, 
Uh, so if a pastor had to step down, I know there's been sometimes, uh, I know some people who didn't have their their life, their family in order, maybe a son tried to commit suicide, a daughter was being very promiscuous, and they're, they're kind of young still, you know, 15, 16, 17, and in the home, and it, that's a time for that man to take a season, uh, a break from the ministry, and heal, help to seek and heal his family, and spend some time with them, and and really put them first and not the ministry. And so that would be a time of stepping down. When does reinstatement occur? Well, when there's health and, and, and everyone agrees uh, on that eldership team or elder team that the pastor is ready to be reinstated. And then another incidence, when we look at um, in the elder qualifications there, you have the, the issue of money and uh, well, a steward of, of the finances and not eager for making a profit and uh, not a love of money. And so let's say, I mean, if they steal money from the offering, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, they're, they're stepping down. Is there reinstatement? Well, again, I would say some years have to go by and you have to be transparent and open when you do are reinstated. Uh, but again, it depends on the, the, the type of, of abuse, um, borrowing money, and they didn't put it back in and, or are they actually just skimming off the top for months or maybe a few years? And there's some type of scheme to cook the books and, 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 uh, with the accounting numbers and boy, that's a biggie. You know, they, they, I don't know if reinstatement would be possible. And if so, it's going to be a long time away and God would have to open that door. And then you have another issue, uh, as you continue to read the qualifications of an elder, um, we covered one woman, man, we covered, you know, what about, um, anger? You know, they're not easily angered, but if they have a temper and they lose their temper and I've heard of some things, I just can't believe it from, I'm not going to list them here, but some, some top names (laughs) in the Christian community that fell probably 2016, 17, 18, 19 in there. And there was like cussing in meetings, like the F word sometimes, and just angry and really abusive and authoritative and Boy, they're gonna they're gonna have to step down um, for a season. Reinstatement possible, you know, if some deep brokenness takes place. And um, I would encourage these people to get some help. And a lot of times, anger comes from selfishness, uh, arrogance, and you're bu- I'm building this ministry, but you're not building me. You're building the other ministry, and I'm upset at you because things didn't go my way. And and it's about King David syndrome and mean to the office staff, mean to others. And, you know, that person might have to take a season of stepping down and apologizing. Uh, and that's why I go to our, my staff often or at elders meeting. And I say, hey, if I'm getting uh, away or, or or just too aggressive or too many, too much communication and you're feeling stifled and, uh, and I'm being, getting angry easy, you know, let me know, you know, these are things obviously all of us have to work on. So having that open openness, that transparency. So that would be another area. You can basically go down all the areas of elder qualifications. And if they are getting sideways on any of those issues, then you would have to, you know, uh, take that in consideration as well. And then also the one comes up, uh, I think I mentioned before, and it was actually uh, public knowledge, you know, with Perry Noble, uh, when he stopped, stepped down and uh, the elders charge of alcohol abuse came up. And that's also qualification there as an elder. And you know, that's a tough one too, because, you know, I do know pastors that have a glass of wine or beer now and then, and I know others that push that limit. And I think it's a dangerous place to go, but you know, if they have, you know, if somebody stops by a store and orders, gets a beer and somebody sees them, 
probably not a good idea, but it really doesn't disqualify them. It's just not a wise decision because, you know, technically they can do that. Should they do that? No, probably not. But in his case and other cases, let's say there's a pattern of alcoholism and having too much, then they would need to probably step down and or take a break or take a sabbatical or get some time of healing and then come back reinstated and, and, and dealing with this issue. However, then if you throw into that, uh, you know, a DUI, a friend of mine actually at a church up the coast, Carpinteria area, um, was an associate pastor and got a DUI with his, his son, I believe, uh, with him, a, a little kid. And um, he, you know, he had to step down. I don't know. That was a few years ago. And I don't know if he ever was able to, to regain that position because, you know, now you're DUI, now you're arrested. You know, it's just a line. You don't want to try to walk. Uh, you don't want to walk that line. And, and again, it's a struggle for a lot of people, um, you know, with, with in the ministry because it's a relaxant. And uh, so that would be another area. But again, it depends on the severity. It depends on the abuse, how much use, um, you know, if, if it's a person in every, you know, a couple times a year, or they have too much, uh, you know, they should let people know and have them pray for them and, and uh, make sure the area is secure. And so again, it all depends on, on the duration, the magnitude, how deep is the struggle. And so you can go down on all those issues. So my thought is just closing, can a person be reinstated? You know, uh, obviously let's say worst cases, murder occurs, you know, then they're going to jail, probably not going to be reinstated. Um, pedophile, a pedophile, you know, that's probably not going to be reinstated. A moral failure that, you know, you're a seasoned pastor and there's a big moral failure and a church is, is, is crushed because of it, you know, probably not going to be reinstated as a lead pastor again. So there are some things that can really derail you. But the good thing is, even if you don't get that position back, even if you have to serve God cleaning the church as a janitor or you're selling insurance, God still looks at your heart. God's grace and mercy and forgiveness can overshadow the disappointment and the shame and the guilt. No matter what you've been through, God will see you through. And yes, there are sometimes there are consequences. David could not build the temple. Can you believe that? David, man of God, could not build the temple because of his past. He shed too much blood, but he prepared it for Solomon and he understood that, you know, God said, I, I see your heart, David. I know your heart. So you just have to rest in that. Um, many times if a pastor falls, there's a lot of shame and guilt and look at this big empire I was building. Look how popular I was. And sometimes God has to take all that away until we finally get to rock bottom and we cry out to the rock, Jesus Christ, who is at the bottom. And even though that position might not ever be gained again, then, uh, we have to take, we have to rejoice in what God is doing in us now. And we have eternity with him. And I know because of my past and, you know, is it, what, what it, did it prevent me from probably going further than I could have went in ministry or going to go in ministry? Maybe uh, because of my past and the things that happened in my life. And But I've just got to be faithful in the every day that God gives me. And I would just encourage you to do the same. So I hope that helps on this episode of Pastors Unplugged. additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.